If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Shabbos to all of you. Great again to be with you to talk about things that are important in our lives, to talk about what in fact our lives are all about, talk about what in fact is the source of life. And once we understand those things, of course, life becomes so much easier to understand and life becomes so much easier to live. Life is a challenge. Life is difficult at times. Life has all sorts of problems. Life is such that as human beings, we have a complex and complicated mechanism that somehow enables us to function on different levels and different situations. We are people that are exposed to all sorts, all sorts of influence stimuli. And it's necessary for us to know how to act, how to react, how to choose, how to deal with situations as they appear. Yes, of course, sometimes they're overwhelming. Many times they're overwhelming. But nonetheless, as people, as human beings, we have the Torah to guide us, we have the Torah to teach us, we have the Torah to tell us how to live life. And this is a very special Shabbos. It's Shabbos Mevorchem. We are going to bless the new month of Elul, the last month of the year, and the month of preparation for the coming year. It's a time of tremendous opportunity. Elul is a time that we are able to invoke great things based upon the fact that God 13 levels of kindness, of compassion, of rachamim, is there. God tells us that during this month, through our prayers, through our efforts, we're able to achieve extraordinary levels of greatness. And this is something that we have to use to implement, to take advantage of in the fullest sense of the word. The month of Elul is rich. It enables us to analyze, to assess the past year, to understand what in fact we accomplished, to make a reckoning, an account and reckoning of what we did over the last 11 months. And the last 11 months in our lives have been challenging months, difficult months for many. It has been a time unlike any other that we know and remember. In actual fact, it's a time that affected the entire world. And this is why this year, Elo, it's necessary to make this reckoning, to analyze, to somehow address past 11 months with a sense of authentic appreciation to know what took place. What happened over here, and how did we react? This month of Elul is a time of great insight. It's a time that we are able to look at the past year and say, what happened? Where has the time gone? How did I use that time? How did I use the choices that were presented to me? How did I use the challenges that were presented to me? Did I use them correctly? Did I use them in a way of benefit to myself and others? Elul is a time of looking at the past year and saying to oneself, next year is coming, the coming year has to be better, has to be greater, and therefore I have to know what in fact I accomplished and where in actual fact I was left wanting. What I did and what I should have done and what I didn't do. 
And in order to make that assessment, one has to have a tremendous sense of humility and honesty. It's very easy to fool oneself. I was this, I was busy, I was tired. I had all sorts of reasons why I couldn't do what I had to do. But in our hearts, we know if we use the basic element of edlichkeit, as we say in Yiddish, of authentic honesty, we know what we could have done and we know what we should have done. And this is why the month of Elul is a time of great importance. In actual fact, the custom is throughout the month of Elul, we blow the shofar on a daily basis except for Shabbat. In among the Sfaradim, they begin to say Salichot. Because this is a time that we have to awaken from within us a sense of who and what we are, how we use life, how we use time, how we do what we do, and why we do what we do. And it's very easy to sit back and take an attitude, well, it's not for me, it's for someone else, whatever the case might be. But Elul is a time of earnestness. And earnestness demands honesty, it also demands action. And this is why the account and reckoning that we make during the month of Elul is so very important. It's so vital in order for us to prepare for the coming year. And as we prepare for the coming year, it's also important for us to understand what are we going to ask for? What are we going to ask Hashem to bless us with in the coming year? Now, of course, everyone is immediately going to say an end to this terrible pandemic, an end to all these situations. And of course, you would be absolutely right in saying that. But it's far more than that. It's not only the gifts that God can and will, please God, give us. It's also the strength that he has to give us and the wisdom that he has to give us in order for us to understand and to know, A, what to ask for, and B, how to implement that what we ask for should be of great blessing to all concerned. And this is why we are told, as mentioned earlier on, the month of Elul is a time where the Yud Igimo Midotarachamim, the 13 levels, the 13 dimensions of divine mercy are present. And mercy means where God is showering us with tremendous ability to recognize that which we have to ask for. We have to ask for whatever it is, materially, spiritually, but at the same time, we have to ask with a certain degree of focus. What do I need? What do I need in order to fulfill my purpose, in order to do that which I have to do? Elul is a time of great richness, great opportunity. It's a time that has to be used with power, with strength, and with wisdom. And almost always, the Parsha that we're going to study is the Parsha which is connected with the month of Elul. It either Rishabas Mevorcham is this year, when we bless the new month of Elul, which, please God, will be on Thursday and Friday, this coming Thursday and Friday, it's also a time that very often it's Rosh Chodesh itself, because the A, the Parsha that we are going to study, is one that is intimately connected with the concept, with the idea of what Elul is all about. Re'e, of course, means see. Moshe continues his incredible, incredible farewell speech to the people, sharing opportunities, sharing wisdom, sharing the ability for the Jewish people to continue in a way that we understand and appreciate the presence of Moshe, our great leader, our great protector, 
who gives us direction how to go forward. This is how the month of Elul is connected to the particular Parsha that we are going to read today. It's a Parsha which is full of all sorts of interesting commandments, not necessarily ones that we understand immediately in terms of juxtaposition, why they all come together. But as within everything in the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, there is an incredible divine wisdom throughout Torah, but differently and specifically in the book of Devarim, in the book of Deuteronomy, because this is what Moshe is sharing with us before he leaves his, this physical world, before he leaves his immediate responsibility of being our uh, being our shepherd, being our leader. And this is why as we study the Parsha, we have to remember, closely connected with the month of Elul, more of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. Listen to the opening words of it, A. Listen to the opening words that Moshe tells the Jewish people, and he's speaking here on behalf of God. He says, A, see, behold, I am giving you today, I am giving you today, blessing and curse. And then the Parsh continues with explaining what is the definition of blessing and what is the definition of curse. But before we get into that, we have to take a look at the opening sentence and ask ourselves, why does Moshe use this particular terminology? Behold, see, that Anochi, God himself, puts in front of you, in front of all of you today, blessing and curse. Now, life basically is a combination of blessing and the opposite of blessing. But very often, and more than often than we actually think, it's difficult to determine what is a blessing and what, in fact, is the opposite of blessing. Very often what we think is a blessing turns out to be anything but. And very often things that we think are the opposite of blessing actually develops into not only a blessing, but very often great blessings. What is Moshe telling us? What is Moshe telling us what we have to see? Because that's the opening word of the parsha. Re'e, see, behold. Last week we spoke about the concept of listening, the concept of understanding, comprehension, analysis. Not only to be taken in by the initial sight, not only to be taken in by that which we see, but to use the power of hearing, which in fact relates to the power of understanding in order for us to appreciate the inner dimensions, the depth of something. The example that I gave is a human being. We look at someone and we come to certain conclusions based upon their external features. However, once we begin to understand the individual through all sorts of interaction, through all sorts of basic connection, we begin to see the inner dimension of a human being. Very often what we see, we immediately like. But upon closer investigation, we see flaws and basic character traits, and after a while, it's not what we like. The opposite is true as well. Very often we see something that we don't like, for whatever reason. But then again, through the process of connection, of communication, of interaction, we begin to see a depth of richness, of strength, of goodness, of kindness, that in actual fact is something that we truly desire. 
So we use the power of listening, of hearing, in order to understand, to fathom the depth, the inner dimension of anything, of any person, of any single situation. Over here, Moshe emphasizes the A, C. And C means to see something with absolute clarity because it's there in its full presence. Now, there are two types of seeing. There's an initial seeing. You see something. You might be impressed. You might not be impressed. But that's the initial sight. And then there's a sight that comes after listening. Once you have gone through the details of the situation, the inner dimensions of the situation, once you have investigated and analyzed that which is beneath the surface and you begin to understand it fully and totally, you comprehend it fully and totally, there is a different sight. And that second time that you see something, that second dimension of sight is far greater than the first. Yes, the first was wonderful, in a sense overwhelming and complete, but only on the surface, only on the external level, whereas the sight that comes after hearing, you begin to look at someone altogether different. And when you look at that thing, person, situation, and you have understood the inner dimensions of that thing, person, or situation, that sight is altogether different. It's like meeting someone new or meeting someone that you care about and you truly love and you see that individual after a long time and you know that individual, you understand that individual. That sight gives you an altogether different type of sensation in terms of sight. That A, when Moshe speaks here about seeing, he's talking about that second level of sight. The sight that follows comprehension. The sight that follows understanding. And he says, what should you see? What should you see? Once you've taken Torah, once you have used Torah, you have applied the commandments of Torah, you delve into the wisdom of Torah, you study the internal dimensions that Reveal dimensions of Torah, the hidden dimensions of Torah, the legal dimensions of Torah. You study, you learn, you use those commandments as the guide in your life. What's the first thing you have to see when you see? Anochi. It comes directly from God himself. When does God use the word Anochi? By the Ten Commandments. When God gives the Ten Commandments, the Aseret that he brought to the Jewish people during Revelation at Sinai. How does he identify himself? He says, Anochi, I am God, your God. The word that he uses, Anochi, there are different ways to describe God, as it were. There are different ways that God identifies himself, as it were. But as our sages teach us, when Hashem uses the word Anochi, he is referring to the very essence of his being. He is referring to the very inner dimensions of what godliness is all about. He is referring to the very essence. And he says, once you have studied Torah, and you continue to study Torah, and you begin to understand the vast dimensions of Torah on every single level, once you have taken his commandments and made them your life, and you look at things, you look at Torah, you look at mitzvot, you look at anything. And what do you recognize? Anochi, it's God himself that is being revealed through all these divine 
and holy dimensions. And what is it that Hashem does? Nosen lifnechem. He actually presents you with something. He gives you something. Yes, God is way beyond our comprehension ultimately. God is way beyond his powers of creation. In fact, the powers of creation, our sages tell us, is the least of God's greatness. God is way beyond any type of limitation. And it's that dimension of godliness that Nelson, he relates to you in the most personal, in the most intimate, in the closest sort of way he gives you something. And not only one individual, but each and every one of you. And what does he give you? He gives you something which is unique to you. Gives you something which is very, very personal. He gives you something that makes you you. And he gives you something that makes you understand who you are. And he gives you the strength to implement that knowledge in the best possible way through the process of what we call living. Re'eh, he says, you can see this. Because last week already, in other words, you have gone through a process of study of understanding. You have removed the superficial dimensions. You are delving into the inner dimensions, using your mind, using your power of reason, using your power of understanding, comprehension. And you begin to realize that everything comes from God. Every little detail, every dimension of being on every single level comes from enough. He comes from the highest level of godliness, you begin to see the focus of that which he gives you. And then he says another very important word, Hayom, today. When is today? Today is always. Today is the most permanent definition of time. Today means it's relevant today as it was yesterday, as it will be tomorrow, as it was a thousand years from now, as it was from the moment of creation onward. Hayom means that the word of God, the gift of God, the knowledge of God, the Torah of God, is something which is absolutely relevant at all times, in all situations. One of the greatest mistakes a person can make is to say, well, this is old-fashioned. The laws of Kashrut, which are interestingly enough contained within this parsha, the laws of Kashrut, or they're old-fashioned. They're something which, well, existed in ancient times, medieval times, in the shtetl in Europe. It has no relevance to us today. That's the greatest mistake we can make. Taking something which is infinite, taking something which is timeless, and giving it the limitation of a specific era and say it belongs then and not now. The words of God are infinite. The words of God are everlasting. The words of God are as relevant today as they ever was. And that's something you have to see as well. You have to see relevance. You have to see the Hayom dimension in life. Not to see something in the past not to read the book of Torah as well, a book of great wisdom of the ancients. It's a book of great wisdom of today. It talks to us about current situations. It tells us how to address problems that we face in the 24th century. In the year 2020, every single day of our lives, 
as we look at life, as we look at the world, we look at Torah, and what has to be absolutely pronounced is Hayom. It is today. It's as if God himself is giving us this wisdom right now in this particular situation in order for us to cope, to deal with, to thrive as a result of the situations that we encounter. And what is it that he gives us, this focus, this personal insight, today, with great relative? What is it? Torah makes an important, an extraordinary statement. He says, Bracha uklala, blessing and the opposite of blessing. That's how life appears. It's not all one color. It's not black or white. And it's not even gray. But life is such that it takes authenticity, it takes humility, it takes wisdom, it takes divine insight to see the blessing and the curse in every single situation. Oh, life would be wonderful if everything was a revealed blessing. But would it be wonderful? We often think to ourselves, why did God give us this tremendous, this tremendous yoke of responsibility, this burden of observance, this burden of having to fulfill all these, why does God do this and why does God do that and why did God, every individual that you speak with when it comes to issues of godliness again and again and again, the question is why, why this, why that? This is how Moshe opens this week's Parsha, see with absolute clarity that it's God himself who's interacting with you on a personal level. Understand the Hayom concept. And that's when you'll begin to understand the blessing and curse presentation that God gives us more of that. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the A, to recognize blessing and curse. And this is where the continuation of the portion. It says, what is the blessing? The blessing is that you haven't listened to the positive commandments. That's the blessing that you have, I'm sorry. You have listened to the positive blessing of God's commandments. And what's the curse? The curse is you haven't listened. What is the blessing? What is the curse? The blessing and the curse is not necessarily the act, so to speak. Because it can be viewed from a variety of different dimensions. The blessing and the curse is the ignorance involved. If you understand it, you see the blessing. You understand the positive, you understand the negative. If you don't, if you haven't spent time, if you refuse to learn, then what do you see? You see confusion, you see chaos, you see the opposite of blessing. And this is so relevant to our time, to every time. To see things following, understanding, and listening. Seeing things initially will give you, well, an extremely limited and perhaps absolutely misleading perspective of things. You have to know in order to see properly. You have to know in order to see so that you can make the proper choices in life. 
It's not some sort of guesswork. It's not something that, well, this looks better. It's far more spectacular. I like this color. I like that color. This is beautifully wrapped. This one is not so beautifully wrapped. That's not what life is all about. Life is the ability of choosing correctly and creating a generation that follows along in this incredible, incredible journey of a great legacy. As we see, as we hear in the words of Isaiah in the Haftarath today, which in fact is the third Shabbos of consolation, what does he say? Behold, b'nayich lemudei Hashem. All your children will become disciples, students of God himself. What greater quality, what greater definition can you possibly give to a generation where all the children are students of God? And the peace increases in great measure, the wholeness, the sense of well-being, the sense of who and what you are. This is what this parsha is all about. The parsha is how to learn to see things clearly, how to distinguish between the positive and negative, how to see things not as they appear, but in fact as they are within. If I were to tell you a year ago, or for that matter, six months ago, that all of us would have to be wearing face masks and to distance ourselves from each other. And in so many cases, families can't even see each other, where people have to miss the simchas of family. People can't attend weddings, no bar mitzvahs, a bris with a handful of people. You would look at them and say, what kind of madman is this? And suddenly in a moment, well, perhaps a long moment, but in a moment nonetheless there is upheaval and that's exactly what you have to do. How do you cope with these incredible changes if you don't know, if you are not anchored, if you are not earthed properly? You don't. You don't handle it and it becomes a shock which creates tremendous internal trauma and stress. And this is why it's important for us to know that God gives us different type of challenges. And if we have the wisdom, if we have the honesty, we will see the blessing in each and every single challenge. Otherwise, we simply look at things on its most external level and say, blessing, curse, blessing, curse, blessing, curse, how it affects me at the moment. The Hayom concept, the eternity the everlasting dimension and relevance of Torah in every single situation at every single time. This is what we have to learn. We have to learn to see things correctly, but in order for us to see things correctly, we have to hear them first, and that's why Torah tells us clearly. It's not the blessing and the curse that I'm giving you. I'm also going to tell you what the blessing is. Blessing is you listen, you study. He used your mind. He used your power of understanding to recognize the inner dimension and the value of something. And what's the curse? The curse is you began to understand and you didn't. You didn't follow through. And that's why you don't understand. And that's why you're impressed with superficiality. And you suffer the consequences of superficiality. This is a great Parsha. It's a Parsha that talks to us about so many important things that I mentioned before. The laws of Kashrut, how to live in the Holy Land, the festivals, how to live life as Jewish people, how, yes, to live among the nations of the world, but not to ape the nations of the world, not to copy them 
You are the light unto nations, and that's an incredible duty. And in order for you to fulfill that God-given duty, you have to understand God-given Torah. You have to understand the value of blessing. You have to understand the value of the non-blessing. You have to understand what it's all about. You can't simply model your life based on the society around you. You have to have the strength of leadership. And that's why he says, Anothi, I, I myself, says God, am giving you this wisdom and giving you the strength and giving you this ability. So when you spend some time over Shabbos and you open your Chumash and you begin to recognize and realize what this parish is all about, beginning with the words re'e, seeing clearly. That's the operative term that goes throughout the entire parish. And you remember, as you daven tomorrow, to bless the month of Elo, the month of honest reckoning and honest preparation. Something special will happen. You will begin to see the value of blessing in every single situation of life. I'm not suggesting that it's easy. I'm not suggesting that it's automatic. But it's there. Because Torah tells us it's there. And Hayom, if Torah tells us something, it's as relevant today as it ever was. And this is why use this partial correctly. Use the Shabbos correctly. Add wisdom to your life. Add clarity of sight to your life. Good Shabbos.